Hi, I'm Jason, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. He's not just here for the money, but for a shit ton of money. My co-host, Rob. And yet, I haven't seen a single penny. Hello, Jason. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, I'll move on. I'll move on. Uh, Welcome to Rewind and Review, the (laughs) retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? That's right. Now, this episode of Rewind and Review, we'll look at uh, the space opera parody that celebrated Star Wars and other um, sci-fi films in grand Jewish fashion. Celebrating its 35th anniversary this year in 2022, this Star Wars satire became a cult classic and is now considered to be one of Mel Brooks's most popular and well-known films. Uh, So gather the assholes, change the combination on your luggage, (laughs) and may the Schwartz be with you as we rewind (laughs) to the year 1987. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Go back to then. When? Now. 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 Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. From Airplane to Police Squad, the 80s were primed with parody films. In 1987, uh, maybe four years too late, Star Wars was parodied in all its glory in Spaceballs. Uh, Co-written, produced and directed by Mel Brooks, Spaceballs starred Bill Pullman, John Candy, Rick Moranis and Daphne uh, Zuniga. You warn that if you haven't watched Spaceballs yet, uh, but you uh, but you do want to, um, go watch it first because we are going to be talking spoilers. Heroic mercenary Lone Star, played by Bill Pullman, and his alien sidekick Bath, played by John Candy, rescue Princess Vespa, played by Daphne Zuniga of Druidia, and her droid Dot Matrix, voiced by Joan Rivers, uh, from being captured by the Spaceballs, an alien race led by President Scroob who's played by Mel Brooks, who want to use Vespa as ransom to obtain Dridia's air for their own planet. Now, however, the heroes get stranded on a desert moon where they encounter the wise Yogurt, who's also played by Mel Brooks, who teaches Star about metaphysical power known as the Swartz. Meanwhile, Spaceball Commander's Dark Helmet, played by Rick Moranis, and Colonel Sanders, played by George Weiner, lead the search for them, but are hindered by their own incompetence. Jason, have you seen this movie before? Talk to me. Um, I have. Look, this, I'm going to say this now. I, I, had, I had watched this many, many years ago, and I'm talking in the childhood, maybe around like the 10 year old mark around there i can't put a number on it but it's around that kind of kind of gauge um i remember (laughs) this being funny (laughs) i'll just say it now (laughs) there's still there's still humorous funny things here and and the thing is like when it comes to parody films there's different ways of of doing it and different types of humor i do enjoy the Mm -hmm. mel brooks type of humor i do enjoy the more like the jokes Mm -hmm. are actual Mm -hmm. jokes um, you know, it's, yeah. it, they're not, you know, when we, when we, when we did look at certain, you know, like 
some of the scary movies or you know like versus the you know the naked gun trilogy or you know when we just get to the you know the shit fire that is you know like epic movie um yeah what else is there (laughs) you know all of those date movie and stuff like that where it's just sort of like sex jokes and you know toilet humor Mm -hmm. you know this type of humor is is what works for me and i can still appreciate that whilst watching this but overall i do remember it being a lot funnier but this was essentially Mm -hmm. the second watch for me uh when i rewatched it for this episode today look I, i enjoyed the star wars you know, just like anybody else. You know, I'm not obsessed with the Star Wars, yeah. but I do enjoy the Star Wars. I appreciate the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with this, it's like we've had so many, uh, since Spaceball, so many Star Wars parodies um, and not just the porn parodies. I'm yeah. talking, you know, legitimate, actual, um, you know, satires, um, you know, comedy satires. So it's sort of, yeah. it is weird sort of looking back now. It's sort of like, wow, you know, like Star Wars has been so much. But mm. again, something I appreciate from this is, the fact that a lot of the you know uh, a lot of what's being parodied here it's more the Mm. type of characters and the type of setting rather than like recreating scenes and moments from from star wars i mean obviously there's still you know like when you know the the swatch battle and stuff like that which is sort of like Uh obi-wan versus you know darth vader but it's not you know they haven't replicated scenes and and you know so i appreciate that's like they really have made a yeah. legitimately a movie in its own right which is a, as an, another good point but uh, mm-hmm. yeah you know that's it so again i'm not obsessed yeah. with this movie i've had it on dvd for years i just never got around to watching it since i bought that dvd <laughs> um i do have a problem yeah um, but what about yourself is this the first time well <laughs> yeah well uh, true true to form uh, i hadn't seen this movie movie before um but i did i watched it a couple of days ago um and i must say that i think it was made for somebody who is not me that's what i would say (laughs) possibly someone yeah possibly younger but i've always known this movie existed probably only seen just snippets of it on like you know just videos here and there the video in a video thing that Mm. seen that a couple of times before Pizza the Hut, I've seen like just a couple of like just, just little bits and pieces. I So when I was watching it for the first and only time the other day, I was recognising bits and pieces, but I just didn't have any context or anything when I'd seen it before. That's what you got. You got so, the context. So, you got the context. So you're... you're yeah. It's, yeah. I got to see some of the jokes and I got and I got to understand a little bit more. So I got a, a little bit of an appreciation for the history of it and its legacy. But I have to say, look, so I'm a big fan of Mel Brooks's... Um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, right? That's a really good movie. But I fear it's the same thing that you're experienced with this. And that is if I watch that again now, because I hadn't watched that for quite a while, it's probably not going to be as funny. I hope so I hope that, that be... it's been years since I've watched um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. I hope, I pray that when I eventually watch it again, that it still it still holds up because damn, that would be upsetting. We, <laughs> we might have to we might have to review it because honestly that's what i'm fearing watching this and now i'm, now I'm afraid treat this movie and and <laughs> oh, well we'll see how we go anyway, well, that's, look, the, that's um, the thing this this movie has had like you know it does have a bit of a a cult and we'll, we'll get to all the legacy and stuff but it does have that sort of cult mm. kind of status especially like from the 80s i guess into the yeah. 90s as well like but you know as one of the there were so many parody films but you know like some of the big ones 
like airplane and mm. you know the police squad tv series and things like that but yeah like spaceballs stood out and i guess within like the sci-fi star wars kind of um culture mm. that was you know became yeah. a fairly big deal which is which is kind of cool but i guess star wars is uh, yeah. more so the reason um i decided to you know get this done at the moment we're in mm-hmm. may you know it's may the 4th be with you the obi-wan series um has has just yeah. come out we forget this is the time to do it star wars is a hot topic let's get it done but let's um let's break down the legacy it cost 22.7 million dollars and it made 39.1 mil so i guess you know a little bit of money and that's in um that's in the 70s so or 80s um is it was it 80s 70s we were 87 87 87 <laughs> 87, that's what it was. I'm not going to really be too upset with, you know, a few 10 million bucks, but I'm pretty sure a studio might not look at it as the most valuable property, perhaps. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, you said it. It didn't make <laughs> huge bank, but yeah, like at least it, it made the it budget. Money. It made the budget back. <laughs> so, it, how it, much did they spend on marketing it's... at the time? I don't know. You know, it probably, yeah, you know, yeah, don't... obviously wasn't a huge hit, but... I reckon it's um it's home release would have probably made a fair, fair chunk of money too. Well, that's you know, that's like, the thing but... because initially mm-hmm. it actually got mixed reviews um, from both critics and audiences, yeah. but because of that cult classic kind of status that it developed, obviously things turned yeah. around when it came to like you know home video release, um, you know yeah. multiple viewings, you know when it was aired on TV and, and and things like that. So people came to the party afterwards. I think the main criticism that sort of happened at the time was, and I mentioned it sort of earlier, like the movie possibly came too late. This this came out too ten late. years yeah. after the first Star Wars movie. Um, and four years after the third, which you know at the time was the end of the Star Wars trilogy, that was that was it. It was done. Yeah. So it's sort of like, mm-hmm. is was this movie relevant? You know, was it? Yeah. And I think that might have played into also the fact that you know it didn't do too well because like who was who was after a Star Wars parody? But I'll tell you, George Lucas himself yeah. was actually pretty keen. Yeah. Um, on the idea to the point where it's like he actually got you know. All right. Industrial light and magic to actually work on the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, you can see that in places as well. It comes across, you know, maybe the, the miniatures of the, the ships and stuff like that. Mm. Like, you can tell that there's a little bit of an extra, there's a bit of quality there. Where well, there's a few there little, there's a few little hints. Like the Millennium Falcon actually is seen in this movie. There's a small little cameo appearance at the oh. you know, when they're when they're at the diner. You can see it sort of parked. Um, with other space vehicles, so you can you can spot it there. Oh. Um, and later okay. on, when you see like the um, the 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 escape pod launch, there's an unused mm. clip from um, the first Star Wars film, which oh really was, was actually provided by Lucasfilm to, to Mel yeah, Brooks. Right. So it's like yeah, you know, like it's all mm. it's all like friendly friendly times. Which is cool, um, but look, yeah. um, Rotten Tomatoes at the moment, anyway, we're talking yep. modern times, fifty-six percent, which ain't too bad. Um, which is an yeah, average six point right. four out of ten is based on forty-five reviews, and Metacritic forty-six out of one hundred based on fourteen critic reviews. So look, we're not we, this ain't top yeah. shelf uh, critiques, middle ground. No. It's okay. It's not a it's not a dumpster fire. You know, it obviously yeah. has an audience. 
those who chose to review it online. Have, uh, yeah, true. Have <laughs> but we've seen, we've seen better, we've seen worse, I guess, is what that is. Um, so awards, it did win the prestigious um, Worst Picture at the 1987 uh, Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. So congratulations, well done. Yeah, um, I don't even want to pretend what I, that I know what the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards are, but I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> a Razzie's type. It's the. It's, it's the, the. I was going to say it's the Razzie's Razzie. The, the, ra- the, the most Razziest of Razzie awards. The um, Razziest of the Razzies. Okay, so if we're going to talk the franchise, like what did this become? Um, it was developed into an animated television show which debuted in September 2008. Um, this was called right. Spaceballs: The Animated Series. Very great. Very clever oh title. God. I think um, <laughs> Rick Moranis has claimed that in 2013, he, um, or he claimed in 2013, mm. sorry, that he and Mel Brooks had discussed a potential sequel with Moranis pitching the title oh. Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. Oh, far out. Which I like it. I mean, that's I great. It. That's actually, that's great. They could have, you know, I could see it, work, see that it working, um, that working, but no, obviously that's not something that came about. Um, in 2015, though, Mel Brooks stated that um, he was hoping for a sequel to follow Star Wars The Force Awakens. I could see the reason why that might work, but um, considering the title Space Wars 2, this <laughs> The search for more money, which they do say in the movie as well. Let's see, and I feel like that, the that should be yeah. yeah, that should be the name of the movie. Search for more money. So mm. yeah, and then I feel like if they ever did the third one, it should be called Space Balls Four: The Search for Space Balls Three or something, just so they can still do that joke, yeah. but, but still give us the search for more money, which is great. Moranis doesn't Moranis doesn't act anymore, does he? He's, he's he he retired uh, a few years back. I can't remember what his last film was, um, but he's coming yeah. back out of retirement for that "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" uh, TV series on Disney Plus. Which oh my gosh, that's amazing! Coming. I didn't didn't know that. That's yeah, amazing. I was hoping he would you know he'd come out of retirement for you know Ghostbusters Afterlife, but yeah. I feel like you know it wasn't really his franchise. Alas. But um, yeah, that's that's fair. All good, all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, if we're talking the overall cultural impact and legacy of Spaceballs, you know, as I mentioned before, like the pop culture, uh, it's been you essentially like yeah. as a reference point and inspiration for other properties. You know, like this was one of the first sort of Star Wars parody products out there, you know, like first sort of feature length yeah. to do it. I mean, since then, so many, so many parodies all sorts sort of coming about um, of the of the Star Wars and all of that. But and then of course on top of that, the the, the cult classic kind of um, label um, and you know people mm-hmm. I guess refer to. It. I mean even as late as you know when we got when we got Star Wars the the which one was it the Last Jedi the second last one episode did the, the Last Jedi eight. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something like that. Yeah. You know, like there's that yeah, scene with the, there's the scene where the you know they're, they're the odd the giant iron, you know, or it's not a giant iron, it's a regular size mm. iron, but it looks like a, a spacecraft, and then it pans out, and it's actually just yeah. an iron, and it's like that's very, yeah. you know, that was referred to as like a very space ballsy type joke. So you know, space balls is still yeah. getting the reference, but I mean, it it hasn't become anything <laughs> what parody films yeah. would, <laughs> to be honest. It's a that's a it's a, well I mean in saying that you know your scary movies they had a bit of legs and stuff like that but um 
but they ended up, yeah, they, they, it's not not the same. I don't put it in the same league at all. So, but the, the legacy for this, right? Like I was saying at the top, is I hadn't seen this movie, but I had already I knew what it was. You know, like I already I I, I didn't know the, yeah, the story you knew or about anything. it. You know actually, about it. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, actually, um, Bill Pullman or John Candy were in this. I have to admit. Um, but I like. So I still knew roughly that it was a, a you know a Star Wars and sci-fi parody, and there was it was primarily you know Darth Vader. Rick Moranis was in a giant helmet hat, like it's like helmet, like yeah. So I knew roughly what it was, and for me to know that without seeing it, like it does have a legacy. It does have that cult following, you know. Mm. Um, and I don't, they don't need to make a sequel if they ever did want to, you know. I don't. They don't need to because it's already it's lived and it's it's had its stamp on a generation. That, that's my take on it anyway. Please don't make another one. Please don't do another one. Before we get into the actual uh, main movie, I just want to point out a few like little sort of just, um, I guess, the the origins of this movie and where it all came about. So writer, producer and director right. Mel Brooks, um, he mm-hmm. came up for the idea of this movie when he discovered that he had yet to spoof space movies. So um, if you weren't familiar or if you didn't know, he, <laughs> did, he did Western movies with blazing saddles in 1974 yeah. um and then he took on the horror genre with young frankenstein in uh, also 74 actually um mm-hmm. and before that in 1976 he had done well silent movie which was of course taking the piss out of silent movies so yeah i guess it was yeah. it was sort of like his he's like hey, you know let's let's do the space genre and i guess obviously star wars was a a big thing at the time I suppose. Um, the original title of the movie was Planet Moron. Um, but when the filmmakers um, heard about the British science fiction movie spoof, um, again, lots of spoofs in the, in the 80s. Uh, this one from 85, uh, Morons from Outer Space. Um, Mel Brooks, Ronnie Graham and Thomas Meehan went through all of the letters of the alphabet to search for a word to add to space. Um, and apparently this is true. Mel Brooks spilt a drink and shouted balls. And uh, <laughs> Ronnie Graham said, space balls. <laughs> so here we are talking about space balls. I don't know if that's true. The internet says it is. And uh, when has the internet ever been wrong? What, so, <laughs> what right do you have to, do, <laughs> to debate it? None of us. None of us do. Never, never. Um, where do we start, man? Like, should we just get into the, the characters, a bit of the plot, things we like, things we didn't? Who knows? We'll see where yeah. we'll see where this Spaceballs yeah. adventure takes us. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. what concept of this movie? We've got the race of of Spaceballs, this planet, this planet Spaceballs with these Spaceballs yep. species, um, Spaceballsians. So yeah. we've got we've got a whole who bunch are, of who are, who are all assholes. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them are. So, if we start with all the bad, the bad guys, because that's always the fun place to start. Um, we've got our Darth Vader type character, Rick Moranis, who is Dark Helmet. Yeah. Like he looks like a bobblehead. Um, he himself is, you know, is a bit of a moron. But I mean, obviously, they're taking the 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 Darth Vader parody here quite. Um, yeah, you know they're, they're doing it quite well. We've got a deep voice when he's, yeah. when he's under the under the helmet. I just enjoy seeing I, Rick Moranis, to be honest. Yeah. He look, he's he's I, I I enjoyed him, and in this movie, I I really did because he's he's that perfect 
awkward, weird idiot, like moron. He just plays a really good moron um, who doesn't know he's a moron or isn't, yeah. Um, but he, the, the, I really like the way that, yeah, his character, I actually thought when he put his mask down that it was a different person voicing it. Um, like a James Earl so Jones I'm, type? <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, that's what I thought they were doing because it, it does change a lot and I thought that was another par- parody element. But I'm not seeing anything anywhere in the research on um, there being an alternative, like a voice actor doing it. But there's certain I'm, times where he, he genuinely sounds not like Rick Moranis at all. I did have the same so thought. A, I was like, just curious, like maybe maybe they did, but I'm I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. it is here. Again, nothing else says otherwise, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it would just be him doing a deeper voice. Um, and you know, like a lot of his um, you know, background in oh, I can't remember what the show in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was. He, you know, his experience in that I'm sure would have been many a different like different types of characters and, and bits and pieces. So yeah, I'm sure it would have been fairly easy to do. Uh, what's fun about this yeah. character is that obviously, like you know, like you said, he is so awkward and you know, squirmy and mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of an idiot. <laughs> but at the same time, like everyone on the ship, like shows him respect. Yeah. Like he when he demands something, like they will. They listen, mm. and maybe it is because of his Schwartz that you know he has, and you know he's sort of has yeah. uh, that control over people. But yeah, you know what? He's getting it done. He's getting the job done. But there is a, <laughs> there is a, um, I guess like an Emperor Palpatine type character in uh, President Screw, played by Mel Brooks. Interesting. I mean, a bit of fun fact straight up. Um, yeah. Screw is mm-hmm. an anagram of Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Played by Mel Brooks, one of his uh, one of his roles in this in this film. One one thing I really liked about President Scrooge um, is that he's got a really amazing line, and, and I wrote it down when I was watching it. And it's it's something I can't I can't find it here at the moment, but it's around. Oh no, it's look when he's panicking at the end at the end when they're the the, the starship's about to blow up, and he goes, "I don't know what to do. I'm a president. I can't make decisions." It was just they <laughs> they. The way that he, the way that he kind of portrays a politician, it's you know like he's corrupt and he, you know he's what what he's he's in bed with two girls or something and then yeah yeah you know they he quickly hides them under the cover and then he's reading a book that's upside down and it says like yeah like I can't remember what it was called but like how to tell lies or how to get away with it or something like that I don't know so a bit um, of commentary a bit of commentary there like food don't blame yeah, don't blame me is the name of the book that he's reading as well. So it's it's just it's just funny. It's a cool he's a cool character. Yeah, it is sort of that mentality like don't turn to me for assistance or help. Like I'm not in charge, you know. Like <laughs> or wait, you know. Like I maybe I am. Uh, yeah, that tr- tricky, tricky stuff. Um, but it is good to have like sort of multi layers of um, like the bad guy. You know, like we've got our Darth Vader, but then we've also yeah. got our our Emperor, which is which is cool. But you know, a bit more of a political. Yeah spin on it although it's very reminiscent of uh the prequel and, star wars which had not come yet but much the same much the same true. um, um and we, then we also get if we're talking bad guys as well we also get um colonel sanders sanders yeah. Sanders, um which is i thought it was very funny that's let's say um uh is it is it tarkin is that is that the it would be yeah um but he's he's actually he's great i really i really like him so that's he was played by uh Gary, George Weiner. 
because he's like you were saying, he's just just completely subservient to Rick, Rick Moranis's character, and he doesn't need to be because he's probably more capable than him. Mm. Like, well, well that's the just, thing. Like, it's just fun to see how it's played, you know. Because of um, because of Dark Helmet, sort of again, like the incompetence and just his like you know, silliness in terms of like making mistakes and not knowing what he's doing or where he is. Yeah. It's good to have Colonel Sanders as sort of like. Oddly enough, like the straight men in the room, like the smart ones that can actually guide him, you know, like whether it's, you know, like, to, oh, like, like, no, here's the radar that you need to, you need to look at or, you know, like, oh, no, this yeah. is what's happening, explaining what's actually happening outside the ship. So then they can um, yeah. you know, strategize and actually do something of competence, which is good. So he's yeah. there pretty much running the show, but, you know, he's not getting the credit for it, which is yeah. exactly that type of character that he's playing yeah, and and great line where it's like what's wrong Colonel Sanders chicken it's just little it's that type so, of humor yeah. that I mentioned that's like yeah. it's just you know it's just sweet wholesome kind of laughs and jokes yeah. it's it's just playing on the words playing on the names it's uh, good it's, stuff it's it's whole, it's it's wholesome until you get to the Jewish jokes, but that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> there's, there's so many Jewish jokes in yeah, this but thing. The, but then I mean, the Jewish jokes are, are glorious. They're thing. wonderful. And Jewish humor. <laughs> yeah, is, I think I think so as well. You know, next to British humor, Jewish humor is is fantastic. <laughs> it's great. But this movie <laughs> is definitely super Jewish. Even even a lot of it oh, might not even be that obvious how Jewish it is, but it's like it is very this deep lace of Jewish jokes and stuff in here. Um, Blinking, you'll miss him. Which is, which is a, a definitely a Mel Brooks um, style. Oh, one hundred percent. He's Jewish himself, and he, he takes the Mickey out of it a little bit. Like he says, um, oh, "We'll talk about the princess in a second. But um, yeah, if it, when we jump, I think good characters. But, I mean, yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest, like sort of. Because again, like all the Jewish humor in, in this movie is kind of like you know it's tongue in cheek and it's you know it's a uh, mm-hmm. cheeky you know it's just like yeah and it's poking fun at you know you know yeah. Jewish um, semblance uh, you know like Jewish sort of just mannerisms and things like that and just like you know it's it's fine like it's it's fun I think where mm. we do get a little bit sort of like oh a little bit edgy. And it's very subtle. Mm. It's when the the bits where it's like, oh, you've captured their, you idiot, you captured their stunt doubles, and it's like Princess Vespa's, yeah. Vespa's uh, stunt double looks like Hitler, <laughs> like stunt double star. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're taking stabs at Nazis. That's fair. There you go. But yeah. obviously, it's like okay, we are getting sort of a little bit more, a little bit more political in our jokes here. But again, it's very subtle. Yeah, and you know, it's there, but it's like you know, it's all good. But you know, Jews, you know what? I didn't actually notice that when it happened because I was too I was, I was too busy noticing that it's a dude in a dress. It's just uh, a dude. Yeah, I just saw a dude. All of a sudden, it's, all of a sudden, it's not best I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> there's um, coming. I did not see that joke coming. That one. <laughs> there's only one other like main sort of bad guy, I suppose. Not necessarily a a space baller, mm. um, or a space ball, whatever you actually refer to them as. But this is a yeah. um a job of the hut type character yeah. parody. Uh, Pizza the Hut. Fantastic oh name. God. Just fantastic. I mean, if anything, like just mm. that character alone is the, the worth the price of admission, admission for this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is it, it's I mean it's it's pretty it's so on the nose, but it's so good. But I tell you what, he is revolting. Like that suit. And then 
His sidekick, the um, <laughs> the bit where he eats the, him, the, the dude, the, his mate, he eats him. He's like, "Oh, you're so delicious!" I'm like, mm, like, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I mean, I was visually, not, I was not happy with that. Saying it was not oh. visually yeah. not not a pleasant character, but you know, it's funny. You think, okay, how do we make a joke out of a character called the Hut? Well, you know, yeah, pizza the Hut. Oh, not just making that out of pizza. I mean, the joke. It sounds so silly even explaining it, but that's how that joke is constructed mm. and works. It is just so simple and just yeah. like, what is mm-hmm. that? I want, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you what happened here. Like, I watched this movie by myself. Like, I asked her, I was like, hey, do you want to watch Spaceballs with me? She was just like, look, to be honest, mm. no. I was like, fine, I'll watch <laughs> it by myself. There, mm. there was a scene with Pizza the Hut on screen. I think it was like when he shows up near the end, the wife walks yeah. in. You know, blah 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 blah. Pizza the hut, da, da, da. and she's just like, "What the <laughs> f- is this?" <laughs> she's just like, like, "What are you watching?" It's like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Yep, spaceballs." <laughs> like, it's it's happening. I, 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 I have a confession as well. My my wife also did not want to watch this movie either. Um, so I ended up by watching it at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and so these these ones as. Well, I hadn't even had any breakfast and watching this movie and watching just that oozing, gooey, gross thing. I was like, oh, no, no I'm, not, I'm not keen. Not but then you ordered a pizza. You ordered a pizza, right? You, you called up uh, Pizza probably Hut. Had a, probably, had, probably, had, probably had pizza that night, probably. Damn straight. There really but, um, is always a lot anyway, of pizza yeah. at your house, I find. Every time I'm there, there's like pizza. <laughs> I've kept this, I've kept this, uh, this fact to myself for, for so long. I feel like I now need to share it. <laughs> With everyone, like your so house happy, and pizza. So, so happy that you're sharing it on this medium, which is the internet. It's yeah, very, yeah, very good. Thank you so good. much. It just means you always feed oh, me when I'm there. I'm let, just saying, you always feed me. <laughs> and uh, something that not, I not this not, not this coming weekend when we uh, when we have the marathon. That's for sure. Definitely I'll bring not. snacks. I'll bring snacks. I'll bring my own food. To be you, you were, you were obliged, you're obliged to actually. Anyway, back on track. Back on the track. So let's talk yeah. there. Let's talk the heroes of this of this piece. If we have to, Jason, have to. I will do it. Bill Pullman, Lone Star. Now look, he's a bit of an amalgamation of uh, both the Han Solo and the Luke Skywalker character. Mm-hmm. I guess they only needed one lead for this, so they they just amalgamated them, which is which is fine. Yeah, um, Bill Pullman I mean, it's again. Che- it's cheaper, is, <laughs> and it's cheaper. Yeah, just one, just one actor. Um, Bill Pullman's also, a, you know, an actor that I enjoy just seeing on screen, and I like when he does. Yeah. I like when he does comedy. Again, an- another thing I like, you know, with what they're doing with the comedy here is that like his character isn't full of jokes. His character sort of is just like in the moment. He'll say yeah. and respond to things, but it's almost just like. It's just like his attitude and just mannerisms that sort of just like, yeah. I guess, contribute to the, the wackiness of this Spaceballs world that we're in. And, and I think that's what I yeah. appreciate from, from the Lone Star character. Look, I, 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 agree. I agree. Like he's, he's got certain like facial expressions and stuff. And you can tell like they're all like hamming it right up and they're way over the top in everything that they're doing. But like there's also yeah, just a little bit of a subtle things like the way he's, yeah, he has his expressions reacting to something that is just so stupid but he, he gives it a little bit of heart I, I liked him and like i said i didn't expect him to be in this movie i just for some reason i had not heard that I, him or um or john candy were in this and they're 
two, like I really respect their work. I like both of those those actors. So for some reason, I'm very surprised that I, I wasn't aware that they were in this. So that's, um, that, that's the thing. And I think it's also an appealing thing. So like if you went to someone and was like, hey, have you watched Spaceballs? And they were like, no, I have no idea what that is. And you were trying to sell it to yeah. them and you're like, hey, look, it's a Star Wars parody film from the 80s. They might say, oh, look, you know, it's been done so many times. I'm not really interested. Hey, it's a movie with Bill Pullman, John Candy's in it. That might get some people, I mean, not like your average sort of your average uh, joke, but, you know, someone who's sort of like, yeah. you, know, you know, into, you know, I don't know, like those, those actors, like the projects have been mm. before, like John Candy is a delight. People who love him, love him, you know. Oh. Um, if I didn't know about this movie and you said, hey, look, it's a Star Wars parody with John Candy, and I'd be like, sign me up. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And Rick Moranis, come on. Oh, and, and Rick Moranis, yeah. Like, so the, the, the lineup for this movie is pretty good. It's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, I was, I'm truly, truly surprised to, to see this. Like, anyway. Um, but John Candy. John Candy. We got? Yeah, John Candy. Let's talk John Candy. Like, he can't do anything wrong, really, can he? You know, he's, you know, RIP to the to the, the lovable man. He, um, I, I've enjoyed everything. I've enjoyed everything I've seen him in, even if it's, it's he's playing in the... What, a, a blues and roots band or whatever the heck they're called. It was a polka band. A polka band. That's right. <laughs> or if he's have you seen have you seen Uncle Buck? Of course, man. Uncle yeah, Buck. Cool. Excellent, excellent. Like he's just so so amazing. Oh, like planes, the trains, and out. automobile. Like, like just just yeah, of course. Yeah. So and the, and in this, I have to say, he he's funny. He's I don't necessarily like his character, but that's fine. <laughs> he's still he still he does he does a good job, and I, I think he, he does he does as well as he can with what what it is. Um, I mean, it's his best work. I mean, he's <laughs> in this. It's more of a visual gag, you know, like much like Pizza yes. the Hut. You know, like he is the um, he's the Chewbacca parody, but they've made mm. him you know like a man dog kind of thing, yeah. and I guess that's the joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like you know, it's John Candy in prosthetics and makeup, and you know, like yeah, a costume and and all of that. And it's just like visually, that's meant to be the the thing. And then you've just got him sort of yeah. cracking wise, and it's like you know, it's the John Candy charm, mm-hmm. which which gets us through, which is which is cool. But like, yeah, I I, I sort of agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, there's not really much to his character in terms of what he does and mm. what he you know. But yeah. you know, again, it's it's a part of this ragtag team that we're building, which includes, yeah. um, you know, Lone Star and Bath. They do rescue uh, Princess Vespa, and I guess with her dot Vespa as yeah. well. Yeah. Princess Vespa, Daphne mm-hmm. Zuniga. Now, I'll admit, I don't recognize mm-hmm. her from anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. But yeah. she has so- she has done things. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, she, she was she has. in um, the Fly Two, <laughs> she she ended up having a, a bit of a run on Melrose Place, which might have been her biggest role, to be honest. That's about it. She, to, to be honest, I feel like I may I remember probably remember from Melrose Place, but um, I mean, look at the, you look at her filmography. She was in One Tree stuff. Hill. She was in One Tree Hill for the many many years. Who oh was she? Goodness. Your wife watches there that. Was she a mum? I watched all of it too, but I cannot remember the life of me. Oh, uh, well. you just admitted Sorry, to me she won Tree Hill. <laughs> I think she was one, one of the tree moms. Hill's not that 
I'm Bad. cooling her now. It's all happening. Yeah, I, I gave it one season. Tori um, Davis. <laughs> but anyway, like... Which is great. It's good, good, sound, good soundtrack. Princess Vespa. Five stars. Princess, five stars. <laughs> Bloody hell. So <laughs> Princess Vespa, obviously our princess, um, our princess Leia. And we're getting sort of similar kind of ties to that character. You know, like she's a princess, yeah. but she can also kick ass, shoot a gun hold her own she has attitude well she does turn she turns into rambo at some point which is pretty which damn is fantastic um she becomes the you know eventual love interest of i guess the the han solo type character it's weird if i say also the luke skywalker mm-hmm. type character but um you know yes. so, so there's that that's all you know that's all the star wars of it all i mean the difference with this mm-hmm. character here is that um, you know it starts with the movie starts with her wedding that she runs away from mm-hmm um she's a princess i mean it's it's interesting like with star wars the whole idea was that it was meant to it is sort of like a medieval type you know classic princess locked away in a castle type story but it's set in space yeah turn it to a space opera this movie kind of reverse engineers that and makes the princess literally a princess in a big castle and it is very yeah. regal um you know there's a king yeah. there's her father what's her name uh, what's his name king roland played by dick king roland um you know like yeah. it is very much like oh hey this is like fairy tale land but then mm-hmm. you know she has a robot <laughs> like it's so it's all very yeah. spacey yeah. as well like there's elements so i i like how they mm-hmm. kind of turn that back that was cool she, she does fine. I'm like, as in that Daphne's performance is is fine. It is what it is. What, like, I'm not sure what, what she really could do because I think like most of the weight of this movie has kind of been it's Bill Pullman is taking is pulling it is taking it taking all the all the uh, most of most of it I think. But um, one of the funny things I like that uh, Daphne does. You, can you remember her like her hair? Yeah, you know how, well, um, that's where sorry, she Princess Leia's hair is, and that's where she cuts sick. Yeah, she's like it's, it's headphones. Hair. <laughs> yeah, no, but but um, the, that thing where she's not paying much attention, and it next turns out that they're headphones, and that she's she lifts she lifts them off her head. Oh right, yeah, and she yeah, listens yeah. to her robot. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was really just a, a nice little touch, um, like an inside joke of Princess Leia always has these like hair loopy com- complex things going on, and really. This, that, this character doesn't have that at all. She's just listening to music. It just looks like she's got hair. Old, um, but, yeah. um, but you mentioned the you mentioned her robot. Um, and so did I multiple times. Um, Dot Matrix. And we've got... Um, so physically being played by mm-hmm. Lorene Yarnell, um, but the voice being provided by Jonah yeah. Rivers. Now, very yeah. clearly and, and evidently the, the C-3PO yeah. type character. Um, I like how they 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 gender swapped it. They they do make it a little bit weird. It's like stop looking at my skirt or whatever she says. Like it's it's weird. It's it's strange. Um, but she's there. <laughs> she's a robot. She has an accent. It's, it adds a bit of flavor, I suppose. Yeah. She's kind of like meant to be the she sound is. of reason to Princess Vesper and her shenanigans. But yeah, um, again, she just well, she she is an, even has even has a virgin alarm. If you remember that, which is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just when it came, when that was happening, I was just going, "Oh, what is this movie? What am I watching?" It's funny. That's what like one of on? that's like one of two, I guess, jokes related to something sexual. And like, you know, later on, we do see also mm. like the um, the surgeon and you know, like getting it on. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it for for a parody film. 
to have just mainly two jokes related to sexuality or something sexy times. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Pretty tame. The movie's pretty tame on those grounds, which is, which is good. Again, my type of humor. <laughs> it's uh, all very, very nice. Rick Moranis does, does say that the nurse might give a good helmet, which is pretty. That is true. Pretty, but I guess that's related to that scene. Like, yeah, I've heard she give, or what is it? Does he say, I heard, or I think she, or she must. She must get the helmet. Yeah, she. Yeah, and I think I that is she the, gives great helmet. That is the the, the yeah. peak of crudeness in this movie, and that's it. That's yeah. it. and then it's all it's just it's punny jokes. And <laughs> well, let's talk about the yogurt, like just plain yogurt. Yogurt also. Oh, of course, of no, course, of course. I mean, his character leads into. Uh, I think it's probably like the funniest moment in the in the movie where he's talking about like how the movie really <laughs> makes money and he's talking about the merchandise and it's yeah, like it's merchandise like yeah. space balls the t-shirt space balls the lunchbox space balls the flamethrower i that that whole sequence i think is is i think the highlight mm. of of the jokes that or when you mentioned earlier you know like when they rent the um you know you know they they get an early release rental Video. of the movie and it's yeah, like oh we're still making the movie yeah. and then it's just this whole like mind melt of like yeah. We, you know this is happening right now and it's like well go back to then when and it's like, hey we use that we use a, the snippet of that audio in our rewind and review intro um oh there we go until there i decide to it is, change it up um, if, if you decide to <laughs> and i feel like that is the um, main no, that's, reason that's actually that's the main reason i had to cover this episode is because it's in our intro i feel like it's we have to do yeah, it there you go following Absolutely. this i can change it up um, so we'll see what happens next <laughs> we'll see <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat waiting. Um, oh, but I, honestly, that, that's actually my favourite scene in, in the movie is that that entire scene around the instant video playback or whatever it is and then that dialogue where um, you've got uh, Colonel Sanders and yeah, and Darth Helmet or whatever, Dark Helmet, just debating it and then getting absolutely mind blown like with the... It's Dark Helmet is just like, is. he's freaking out, man. He's not, well, he's not, he's not well. Yeah. And then at the end, he's just like, yeah. oh, ow. And he falls over. <laughs> he falls over. He's like, it's too much for a poor little guy. No, nah, it's mental. And there's a uh, whole, you know, like there's, um when they're looking at like the other VHS, I was going to say VHS videos. Is that the way? Oh, yeah, it goes through all of the Mel Brooks movies. Yeah. yeah you see yeah, Blazing so Saddles whole, and yeah. whole catalog there. Yeah. Um, but going back to, John, going back to um, yogurt and the, oh, obviously the, the Yoda mm. of it all. Yeah, and just this the merchandising thing. It, it's fantastic. I've got a list here of all the things that are that are on there: uh, bed sheet, plant, flamethrower, oh, yeah, cornflakes, towels, um, <laughs> space balls, the doll, flamethrower, the flamethrower, flamethrower is great. Um, oh. Space balls, the toilet paper, yeah. shaving cream, placemat, action figures, um, and there's a, there's a story oh. behind all this stuff. So there's actually there's actually very mm very few legitimate space balls actual merchandise and again i mentioned earlier like you know oh, okay. the, the george lucas sort of pretty much giving his blessing for this to be a thing um one of the things mm. he requested was that hey don't make any actual merchandise because he was like i want star wars to still be the merchandise maker so he didn't want that to, to be in it so all of this obviously is fake to the point where it's like the lunchbox and the coloring books are actually the tra- the transformers mm. products from 1984 um the actual real products just with spaceballs logos stuck on them 
There we go. So there are there are a few legitimate um, space balls, you know, merchandise in the real world, in our world that we live in. Um, Space balls, the book. (laughs) Space balls, the soundtrack. Space balls, the poster magazine. (laughs) And space balls, the postcard, (laughs) which hot item that was, hot ticketed item. But um, but that's it. That's why you yeah you won't find. You know, you won't find Spaceballs, the video game, or you know, any real action figures and stuff like that, just because um, yeah. George Lucas didn't want it to happen, and they respected that, which I thought was um, yeah, was fair. very cool. But through um through Yogurt's character, we get introduced to the Schwartz, which is we do yes, which is the Force, but it's, uh, force. it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Mm. It's a you know, mm. it, it comes the power comes through like a ring. Um, and we do yeah. get that very epic um, sort of Swartz face-off. Oh, I see your Swartz is bigger than mine <laughs> or something. Oh, it's what, so stupid. It's great. I guess that's another crude it's, joke. It's, it's something like that. But, I mean, mm. it's, you know, it's cool. It's it's coming out of their ring. It's not actually their 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 penises. But, you know, they're holding it. They have to hold it down no. their belt buckles for some reason. You know, it's a whole thing, and then they wrap <laughs> yeah, around. Don't, don't, don't forget before they do. Don't forget before they do that as well. They also say, you know, before like he stops and he says, "I'm your like." It, it looks like he's about to say, oh, "I'm your father." Yes, um, and it's like yeah, I must tell goes, you, "I'm your father's brother's cousin's roommate." What does that make me? Doesn't matter. Or what it, something. Yeah, like it's that. like what does that make me? Nothing. <laughs> it's like. Oh. <laughs> I um I wrote here as well. It's um that's actually I feel like a better lightsaber fight when they're using the rings than um the one in A New Hope. I just feel like I don't know why <laughs> it's ten years earlier, but well, when they're just like just... very slow, they're like <laughs> yeah. But, but the one the one in A New Hope is worse. It's like they they, they kind of reach out and are just tapping it. They're not really doing much. But um, you said it. This is ten years later. So I mean, yeah, yeah, they. Yeah. The, the audience demanded more action. <laughs> I, t- I tell you why. There was a few things in this, in that, like the climax, or, or like with the, the sword fights and things like that, that reminded me of Robin Hood Men in Tights as well. So I guess there's a kind of a, an ongoing theme here with some of Mel Brooks' thing. But you know, when you, you know, when how they break the fourth wall throughout this whole movie, but in, yeah. in that scene, they kill, they kill one of the crew members with the sword. So. And like in, in, I remember in Robin Hood Men in Tights, that happens all the time. You see like the cam- a camera will break a window or something, or, you know, you just, there's, there'll be, they'll play, have a sword fight and one of them will lunge and it will hit like someone's lunch, like a, a hot dog or something. And yeah. Anyway, I just thought it's just a funny little trait, um, like trope that Mel Brooks has is to have, break the fourth wall and bring the crew in. Like, I, I think it's, it's clever and funny and different. Yeah. And you don't see that you don't see that in other parody movies. Like they're taking the Mickey out of genres and stuff, but they never actually break the fourth wall and and bring the audience into it. I think it's a nice touch. I think it's good. Well, I guess it's like I mean, like there's that where they they acknowledge the crew, like they acknowledge that they're making the movie. Mm. Again, that scene where they're they're watching the early release VHS of, of Space Wars, and it's like they acknowledge the fact that's like, yeah. but we're still making the movie. Like they 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 point out. That it's like we're in a movie. They they're aware of it, and then obviously again, yogurts. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm just referencing the same scenes, but it's like you, when yogurts talking about, you know, like all the merchandise. This is how the movie really makes money. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, yeah. well, something about the the sequel. You know, Spaceballs two. 
search for more money. <laughs> like, it's very like you know, there's the self-aware kind of kind of humor. Like they're in the movie mm. and they're having fun with it, which is which is cool. Um, a couple other characters that I thought worth mentioning have uh, very minor roles. Um, but the, mm. the radar technician is played by Michael Winslow. You might be familiar with him from when we did our uh, Police Academy episode. Go back and uh, yeah. listen. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a, another fantastic movie that I, I definitely loved. Um, that um, yeah, I mean, they, so he, he, if I'm putting the two together, he's the one who does the uh, the voice the voice effects, the vocal. Yeah, effects, yeah. Right? So like the radar, like the, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the radar, the I radar like and stuff. Like he's it's good. It's good to have him on there. Uh, it's funny. It's a nice, nice little yeah, touch. Um, yeah. And there's also Prince Valium. So obviously we mentioned like Princess Vespa. Vespa was going to be uh, to be wed. Uh, we've got yeah. Prince Valium uh, played by Jim J. Bullock, who's there Who? doing that role where he has, he's even like narcolepsy. So he's like constantly falling asleep. Well, I just thought that was part of the joke of his name, Valium, like just being like, knocked out you know like just out. as in he's always suppose, al- yeah. almost almost asleep almost asleep at all times kind there of thing. Go. yeah that's the only connection i had so it was kind of annoying if i'm being honest but yeah anyway it's kind of annoying wow <laughs> um and there's a the, um, the, the, there's a there's a fun little cameo from um from a mr john hurt who is um i suppose he's playing oh, yes. john hurt but he's also playing gilbert kane from um a small little movie called Correct. alien uh, i don't know if you've heard of yeah. it and it's pretty obvious yes. what's happening here in this scene. There's a <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's actually that's actually good. That like towards it in the last act, like you you see that there's it's not just Star Wars parodies. You, you see Alien. You see um, Planets of the Apes as well. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, with when, the like, maid, the maid so head looks like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So there's there's lots of little nods to a bunch of different things. Oh, but there. even but I that mean, John even, Hurt thing was was really that's, that was great. Good to good to see. Uh, apparently, he um, you know he he agreed to do the, the cameo, but he didn't know what was actually going to be involved in it. And then he got there and he realized what was happening, and he was just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like, like okay, literally, just I've already gone through this. Like, not again. Um, but you mentioned like a whole bunch of other parodies. Like earlier, the, you know, there's a bit of um, there's some Star Trek references to you know, like with like "Beam Me Up." There's mm-hmm. a there's a guy that uh, I didn't note down the actor's name, unfortunately, but the guy basically playing um, Scotty. Snot, snotty. Is, is yeah. it Snotty? Is that what he's called? Snotty, yeah. That's his, that's the the character's name. Yeah, yeah. playing a Scottish guy <laughs> beaming up people. Um, hey, again, a good visual oh, gag there. Brilliant. Well, not visual, like just a, a good little gag, again, like adding to, you know, President Scroob's, um, you know, character where it's like he gets sort mm. of like sort of his head's around the wrong way or his body's around the wrong way and he's it's like it's my ass yeah. always look like this and then and he's like oh don't worry about yeah. like just beam me back and they reverse it and then he's like no don't worry i'll just walk yeah. and he literally has been beamed into the next room like he's just walking into the next room it's like fine i'll walk it's so terrible but funny it's it, like yeah yep 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 yeah. I, I mean i've got nothing to add or say to that because it's just it's one of the million jokes in this in this movie like where you don't, you're like, it's funny, but it annoys me at the same time. But it is funny. <laughs> it's like irritating. It. It's, it's like, like the, it is. It's irritating. It's irritating humor. And it, but so you, Do you know what type they, of humor? They land you know what on other the type of humor is irritating. Dad jokes. Just dad jokes, man. 
And I feel like well, that's, that's what, what this is. This is, this is yeah. a movie. It's a movie full of dad jokes. Like, the, do you see it's, what they it, use? It's like, pun. The key, the key is to open. Like, did you see the key that they open the door with? It's literally a key that, to, like, they touch it. It's it's a an old school looking giant key instead of a swipe card. Right. They touch it and it and it opens the door yeah. like it's a swipe card. It's just it's full of stupidity. It's, it's weird, just, kind of oh. goofy humor like that. But again, it's like that's. I can't help but say that that's just the type of humor that I'm, I'm kind of into. Again, like this movie isn't firing on all cylinders. I'm not like I wasn't you know, laugh out loud, but you know there were there were moments in this movie where I'm where I'm chuckling and I'm appreciating yeah. jokes and I'm like you know jokes were making me smile and I'm like yeah <laughs> like it's and, and, definitely there's, there's there's some things that you have to obviously you have to give a good nod, nod to the effort like some things are really crap like. John Candy's foot being squashed. That's just crap. But the opening crawl <laughs> is funny. And like yeah, the, the opening scene in the where, Yeah. And, and then like, the, the starship, as, as, as it opens, it's, you know, the, the score drops into a, like a really deep, like, you know, it, like that, that atmospheric mode of like, oh, here are the bad guys. But then the ship just doesn't end. It just keeps going. It's so going long. And going. So and the, and long. the score just keeps repeating itself. And you're like, oh, my God, what are they doing to us? But it, but you can't help but go, huh, oh, I, got, I fell for it. There it is. I was waiting for it to end. And, of course, yeah. it's not going to end. It's going to keep going for another two minutes. I think we, we have to remember it's like we're lo- especially you like yourself, like, um, and for me, I feel like it's almost like I'm watching it for the first time. We're looking at, at it through a lens of like we've seen Star Wars be parodied so much yeah. to the point that it's even parodied in in a Star Wars movie itself in a way. <laughs> but like it's, yeah, like we've seen it done so many times that yeah. we have to remember that like this was early days of, of doing that, which was interesting. So as the movie, um, as we approach like sort of the, the end of the third act, or the start of the third act, I don't know, the third part of the, of the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got the, uh, you know, like the spaceball ship transforms into a, a giant maid with a vacuum. And, yeah, you know, as I mentioned, the whole plot was um, to sort of suck out all of the air from, yeah. from planet Druidia. Druidia. Oh, I did yeah. even mention bloody, you know, like, oh, oh, she's she's Druish. She's Druish. <laughs> she's Druish. <laughs> Come on, it's all there. It's all there. It's great stuff. Um, I feel before, like before you, before you go on from that, I have to just say about the, the Druish joke. I was reading um on a trivia page about this that uh, Mel Brooks is actually so he like some of those jokes, like those ones, he, he thought they might be a little bit too much, like yeah. some, of, some of them. But, he, but he, then he, so he regrets putting them in, but then he also alternatively stated on the record that he's actually quite proud that he had, the, he had he was brave enough to keep them and keep them in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, if that's, he's the director and so be it, that's what he wants to do, I guess. So I thought that it was just funny. It shocked me when I heard, heard them. I was like, whoa, 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 what am I listening to? But then... Um, it is kind of amusing. <laughs> they take it in their strides. So. No, that's great. That's anyway, continue, continue, continue well, talking say, about Okay, so we've got, we've got this transforming uh, spaceship that turns into this giant maid with a vacuum cleaner. And I feel like this, this yeah. would only work if earlier they had mm. shown us, you know, like when, um, when Lone Star's, you know, Winnie Bago flies out off the planet that it has mm. to go through this like atmosphere window <laughs> kind of yeah. door thing. Yeah. So that we do have this sort of like 
area to sort of sit the vacuum and suck air from. And, you know, it, yeah, it becomes yeah. a bit of a catastrophic kind of um, end of the world type scenario with all this air, you know, people mm-hmm. are suffocating, they're dying. It's like, wow, it's actually quite kind of horrific. Yeah. I mean, the the way to save the day is to to reverse the, the suction and blow it all back in. You know, mm-hmm. it's this giant switch. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> Lone Star has to use the Swatch to, you know, he doesn't have his ring anymore, but it's like, you know, the, the mystical yoga. It's like, Ah, the swats, it's yeah. inside you, you know. <laughs> you, don't need the, you know. You don't need the ring. It's Yeah, it's great. And then he uses it to turn the thing, switch it back. People who have suffocated yeah. 20 minutes ago are now, like, coming back because the air just brings them back to life. I don't know. It all works. Science. Yeah. It's, all, it's all The, sn- the snow The snow falls back on the mountain. The trees. Yeah, the trees land exactly where again. they were. All- it definitely makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely all makes it's, sense. It's- we it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Everything everything wraps up pretty nicely with a few things left un uh, you know un, untied. But um mm-hmm. Princess Vespa, you know, she's back, she's about to be wed. There's Ronnie mm-hmm. Graham is the the minister and he's full of so much sass. Oh. Great. <laughs> what, does, what does he say? He goes, he goes, he goes, I'm trying to conduct a wedding here which has nothing to do with love. <laughs> nothing to do with love. <laughs> like, I don't care. Someone's getting great. married today. <laughs> Marrying someone today. Um, turns out Lone Star mm-hmm. is actually a prince. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he can get married. Yeah. Whatever. The everything's wrapped up in a nice little bow yeah. for reals. This the time. end. Yeah. <laughs> Bath is the, the best man. It's great. You know, that's you know, the end. That's the movie. I wish they I wish they had that. That'd be good. Bit of but we also get treated to the fantastic over the credits, the um the space balls theme song. <laughs> which is, mm. which is yeah. it's very 80s. It's fine. It is what it is. It's it is fine. It is it's fine. Exactly what, what it is. What more can it we say? Exactly without being, what it is. Without being harsh, mate. Let's. I feel like there's yeah. nothing left to say unless you have anything else to, to contribute here. I truly do not. <laughs> let's just do our. Let's just do our quiz, and um, this time round, it's up to me to to quiz you. So let's do yes. that. Let's yeah. do exactly that. So ten mm-hmm. questions, approximately sixty seconds. You know how it goes. Yes. Let's just get into it. Are you ready? I am, sir. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That sounds confident. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. According no. to the opening crawl, what chapter is this? Oh, chapter. Oh, it was definitely over 10. What was it? Hang on. It's like. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, no. Uh, I think it's like 12. Oh, close. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. What is the Spaceballs okay. ship named? Uh, Eagle 5 or Eagle 6, something like that. Eagle. Eagle. Correct. What, oh, does, don't do that to me. what does BARF stand for? Or what is it Barf short for, I should say? BARF. Bartholomew. Correct. Bartholomew. We've got one. What yeah. species is BARF? He's like, isn't he like Barman or bar No, 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 no. Man, Mando, Mando, man, Mando, man, dog. He's a man slash dog, uh, but that is uh, incorrect. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Um, what is the name of Lone Star's Winnebago? Oh, 
Didn't we just say this? Isn't it Eagles? Eagle five. This Eagle is six. Eagle five. Yes, Eagle five. Correct. Yeah. Um, what I asked for previously was the Spaceballs ship. But that's okay. Oh. I can't remember um, that one. No. I'll have to give you the answer to that question though, just because in this question, uh, what speed does okay. Spaceball One um, have oh. to travel uh, to catch up to Lone Star and Bath? Oh, what is it? Like, <laughs> what's it called? Um, you got like hyper speed, like stupid, ludicrous speed. I think. Ah, oh, correct. Lud- correct. Yeah, ludicrous right. speed. Um, where do they find yogurt? Um, inside of a weird Buddha statue. What? Like on a, oh, you mean on, the, on a moon? It's on a moon somewhere. It is on a moon. <laughs> Do you know the name of the moon or the moon? The, like the, Vega. The planet? Vega. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I fished is in it the, Vega? the moon of Vega. Yeah. Correct. I'll give that one to you. <laughs> the moon of Vega, um, yeah. This is a hard yeah. one. What is the air shield combination? No, no, that's one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Love it. Um, what color is Dark Helmet's Schwartz? Oh, shoot. It's either yellow or green. I think it's green. Yeah, right. correct. Yeah. Which is um yeah. I think they're both are they both green off memory? No, no, one's yellow, one's green. Okay, cool. I know I know that because I was trying to remember it. Because <laughs> you knew it would be a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> you should have forgot which one. I'm going to stick with green. I'm going to stick it with was green. green. Which is funny because obviously in Star Wars, like green is like the Jedi, the, the good side. Yeah. You know? It's not red. Um, uh, last question. <laughs> Finish this line. Yeah. Evil will always win because good is. Lazy. I don't remember. Incorrect. Incorrect. All right, Will. Good is in, good is incorrect. Is that good is <laughs> good is dumb. Evil will always oh. win because good is dumb. All right, let's. Um, so I think you got All six. Right. I think you got six correct, which is not too bad. Not, not too bad. bad. Not bad for watching the movie once. Um the the chapter that this is it's chapter eleven. Oh, which, like if not mistaken, is is chapter eleven what you what yeah, they call uh, when you're bankrupt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right. Should have known that. There we go. Um, of course, the spaceball ship is spaceball one. one. Um, (laughs) The species of bath is morgue. He's a morgue. M A W G. And that's it. That's it. There you got the rest. Six out of uh, ten. Not too bad at all. Pretty happy with that. I'm pretty happy with that. Not too bad. All right. Enough of this. uh, Enough of all that. Let's rate yeah, this movie. Let's rate Spaceballs. How many balls yes. do you give Spaceballs? Very, very VHS few. tapes. VHS um, tapes. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't not commit to that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so we did say at the top that this perhaps is made for somebody who is not me, you know, somebody a little bit younger than me at a time that is a little bit before now. And I think if I was when? the age of... Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think if I, well, I mean, for me, I got no hair, so a long time ago, in a galaxy far away. So if I was the same age that when I was when I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights, so that came out in like '93. So I probably watched that a couple of years later. So '95, yeah, probably really would have been late primary school, early like coming into yeah, maybe 11, 12 at the, at the latest. 
I probably would have loved this movie to pieces. As a 36-year-old man watching this at 4 a.m. for the first time, I have to say that it isn't... It isn't the funniest thing I've ever seen, Jason. Did the 4am factor, it, 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 like, contribute to the pain, though? Maybe, or I don't know. No, I should, should, have, been, it should that. have been funnier because I would have been a bit sleepy and a bit, like, delirious. No, I have to admit, <laughs> so look, what you, you, said, you said it before, this movie does exactly what it needs to do. Like, it is, like... It, it tells jokes. They're not just like taking the mickey out of things. It actually does tell jokes. The jokes are very dad jokey. And <laughs> sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. It has some really creative things in it. Like I said, the, the opening crawl and the um the introduction of the, the Spaceball 1, like where your expectation is that, you know, the Starship's going to pass, but then it just keeps on going. It just doesn't stop. And that, that's... I think that's really clever, funny stuff. I really think it's funny. But then you get other just crappy things that, and it's like, oh, God, that's annoying sometimes. But ultimately, I have to say, right, I probably would still recommend people seeing this, but I'd probably recommend it to parents who have, like, younger kids to get them to watch it because I think that's the most the way you would appreciate it is by watching it with younger people, I think, for that kind of humour. So... But um, anyway, for me, out of five, it's I think it's not going to get above a two for me. But you know, I wish I was I wish I was two decades younger, and I'm sure I would have given it a three or a four. For more reasons than one. It's two reasons than one. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, Jack. So it's a two. It's a two out of five, Jace. What do you got? What do you reckon? No, look, I'm I'm not. I, maybe I will shock you. Maybe I won't. Um, like, like I said, the. This is the type of comedy I like, uh, but having said that, I mean, like I said, it's it's not a it's not a nonstop barrel of laughs. There's jokes in here that I can appreciate, mm-hmm. that I like, enjoy. I wasn't laughing always, but laughed, you know, giggled a bit, had some smiles. Um, I like the jokes. I'm like, ah, like they're, they're clever, or it's like almost eye rolling how dad jokey a lot of them are. Yeah. Lots of puns. Yeah. Lots of creativity in the in the jokes and stuff as well. Um, again, as I said at the top, you know, like we, this isn't a um, this isn't the the type of parody that you'd sort of get, uh, you know, like parody film that you'd get now, where it's like, hey, we're just gonna like recreate a scene and, um, yeah. you know, like and then just throwing a, a joke at the end of it or it's like a twist to it. It's like no, they've they've just taken sort of almost like a, a spin on the setting and the 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 types the archetype of these kind of uh these cookie cookie cutouts Mm. of these star wars characters and then they've created their own thing which is the best way to do it and then the jokes are their Mm. own they're not actually relying on star wars to to bring the humor it's just Mm. we can celebrate star wars and like the genre you know sci-fi and all of that in in this um whilst having fun and again like they're not poking fun Mm -hmm. there's no yeah, look, there there are a couple like sort of crude little little jokes, but again, like they're not those like gross out kind of. Those. It's just sort of like, hey, yeah. like sexual humor can be fun and enjoy. You know, bit of a mm-hmm. bit of filth is always good. Um, <laughs> but again, it's not like you said. This would be fine for a ten year old to watch. Like, absolutely. Because either way, the jokes will either go over their mm-hmm. head or it's not going to scar. Like, it's not like watching. Yeah, you know, there's not you know there's not dick mm-hmm. jokes all over the place and <laughs> you know things like that. Yeah. So, it's all very innocent, uh, nice yeah. and fun. I do feel like, again, I have to 
be grounded here and say, look, looking at it through it's 2022 and how many Star Wars parodies mm. have we seen? Was this a pretty decent yeah. one? Like, admittedly, yes. But I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it anything new? It's like, no. And again, that's a stupid thing to say because like this was 1987, but it must have been bonkers. Yeah. Four years after the last Star Wars movie came out, like it, it mm. must have been just a weird thing but i guess time ran slower back then so that's something different um (laughs) yeah look i like i had a i had a fine time a fine fun a fine and fun time uh (laughs) re-watching this um but look i i remember it being so much funnier but again i'm not a 10 year old anymore um is this movie Mm. dated like a little bit but not to the point that it's unwatchable and you can't you know like absorb it it's still worth a watch and and i'll check it out again because there's a charm to it i'll revisit it in like another 10 years or something (laughs) maybe or like you know when my kids a little bit older and you know we watch yeah we'll we'll introduce the kids to it jason that's what we'll do yeah yeah we'll do it we'll get our kids you know like when you eventually have one or two or something (laughs) we'll sit them down we'll watch the original star wars trilogy and then we'll be like before we do the rest We'll watch space balls. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that done. But look, I'm not going to come in much higher than you. I'm coming in as a 2.5. Um, right. Okay. So, you know, like it, middle ground, but I can't celebrate mm-hmm. this too much. It's, it, there's, yeah, it, there's not that much to price. <laughs> but again, it's not a stinker. It's, this is fine. It, no. it, is, it is what it is kind of thing. So 2.5 out is. of 5 BHS yeah. tapes. When, uh, yeah, that's it. So that was our rewind to 1987 Spaceballs. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmsviewpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on either That Film Stew or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages while you're at it. Absolutely. Now subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. You can find our entire catalogue of episodes at thatfilmsviewpodcast.com. Yep, and if you're wondering what our next episode of Rewind and Review is, here is a little clue. Yep, and that's all we're going to give you, just that tiny little sound. (laughs) Just that's it. Thank you for listening This has been another Rewind and Review. See you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.